शिला गुरुदेव पतित भगवान की जय श्रीमन महाप्रभु की जय श्री हरिनाम संकीर्तन की जय श्री श्री लौजी गोपाल जी की जय गोर भक्त वृंद की गुड इवनिंग टू एवरी वन क्वेश्चन फ्रॉम हरी प्रिया यू प्रशांतिज अगेन the topic you topic question what is it? so um i was asking like what can we learn from the ashram life or life in ashram like um um basically many things that we are doing here you can do them anywhere like chant and dancing kirtan and have good association with devotees etc so I was wondering that what is the speciality in ashram life and what can we learn and uh, benefit from it, like even if staying for a while, like for a visit. Okay. Or much more, if you will. Extended visits are also welcome. Overextended visits. They are never overextended. <laughs> But yes, um, well, ashram life is, well, let's go to the meaning of the word mainly, no? So to, to, to try to, to expand the idea beyond the boundaries of a particular place. Of course, we will speak about that also. But, uh, so ashram comes from the idea of ashraya. Ashraya means shelter. So ashram implies a situation when you are sheltered, ideally. Because if you live in an ashram, externally speaking, but you are not really sheltered, you are not taking shelter properly, you are outside the ashram. Nobody needs to kick you out of the ashram. You already kick yourself out from there. I'm some other person maybe not living officially in what we officially know as ashram, but maybe much more sheltered than others. No? So it's also important to understand that idea because if not some sort of hierarchy may come. No? Like the ones inside the temple, the ones outside, sometimes this expression I don't like to use so much. No? The, I know in English if this is expressed like this, like internal devotees, external devotees. Like the ones from the temple are internal, like Antaranga, Bhaktas, the inner circle. <laughs> And the Bahiranga, eh, sometimes they visit us. <laughs> no, but that immediately creates some, some boundaries, some hierarchy that is not really speaking about the, the inner reality, the inner situation of each member. So the idea of ashram has to do with ashraya. Ashraya means locate yourself in such a way that you have the most auspicious, balanced, healthy uh, perspective for taking shelter. So for some people, taking shelter, take shelter, of course, in Srinam, Guru, Hari, Vaishnavas, most uh, healthy situation will be to not be a uh, member of the ashram, as we know of community as we will speak now. <coughs> of course, the idea of community is also changing in so many ways. No? Prabhupada, but this in his times, he's, he was one of the main ones to establish this idea of 
the temple. Before that, there were no like mats. There were like houses, namhatas, and the renounced ones were living in some tree there, one cave over there, one straw bhajankuti right here, but not like organized movement with places like this. And even that in such case, the ashrams were mainly only monastics, if I'm not mistaken, only men also, or ladies, because maybe more cultural sensibilities were conceived at that time, like you will get married, you prepare for that, get married maybe seven years old. <laughs> Sorry? Rehastash. Yeah, I was going to that point right now. No, no problem. <laughs> so what I was saying first is that we should be willing to, we should be uh, like adopt a situation where we are able to uh, exercise our shelter taking in the best possible way. And because of that we have this idea of ashrams, like also states of life you know, that goes beyond the boundary of the whatever institution or edif- you know, like shit place in itself. No? So there we have Grihastha Ashram, we have Brahmacharya Ashram, we have Sanyas Ashram, that in one sense it's not a, a house, no? a place. I go to my Sanyas Ashram <laughs> and go into my Grihastha Ashram. Sometimes we call the place Ashram, but actually the idea of Ashram has to do more with something beyond the place itself. Because if the place is not facilitating the shelter, is not to be called an ashram. Because of this, sometimes this definition is called between Grihasta and Grihamedi. So Grihasta is someone who has really accepted. We hear about Grihasta ashram, we don't hear about Grihamedi ashram. Because there is no ashram there. <laughs> Grihamedi is the one who just gets together with, with his current couple, not for taking shelter in Krishna, but for taking shelter some. Durasraya. Durasraya means false shelter. So that's not an ashram. That's durashram. That's a false ashram. False sense of shelter. So yes, the idea is like this, no? so that our psycho-emotional uh, constitution may be healthy, balanced enough. So from that horizontal development, we may make this quantum leap into shelter, full shelter. More, much more and more shelter. Ma mekam sharanam. Guru Maharaj was explaining. <clears throat> so, but again, the point is that originally maybe some temples or mats was mainly were mainly conceived for monastics, male monastics. But with time, that started to change as well. I mean, when Prabhupada came to Western countries, ladies were allowed to the temples, and and for many was like, oh no, <laughs> the whole tradition is being like distorted here, well, you know, all this stuff. Uh, what to speak, that we were Westerners, but ladies are there entering the altar, oh my God, and cooking. <laughs> but actually, there are, these are all external relative sensibilities that has not to do at all with the conception of, of the sense of purity that Vaishnavism is actually conceiving. I mean, to be pure in Gaudiya Vaishnavism has nothing to do to your physical, sexual, whatever other position. I don't care if you are in such and such position, social situation, psychology, ashram. Krishna say, Krishna, Tattva, Vita, Guru, If 
you really are immersed in Krishna tattva, in the truth about Krishna, that person is my guru. We know one of the four antaranga, bhaktas, internal devotees, in this case we can apply the term. <laughs> Mahaprabhu who got, had four, of course many these devotees, many intimate associates, but some four I mentioned in relation to whom Mahaprabhu was discussing rasatattva, rasakata, the topmost intimate mellows. And one of the four was a lady, Madhavi Devi. So, Mahaprabhu himself was showing this idea that has nothing to do to be whatever, whatever consideration. So, my point is, from historical perspective, the, the conception of ashram has been taken different forms, dynamics, but eventually the, 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 the substantial idea is still there. It means ashraya, take shelter, so uh, whatever you need to take proper shelter, no? of course, in, 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 in sober terms, <laughs> because one may say, Oh, for taking proper shelter of Krishna, you need to open a cannabis ashram. Well, that will really be auspicious for my Sharanagati. So, I will, of course, you will have a very successful community with lots of bhaktas there. <laughs> but that's another thing. So, my point is, between in a certain context, there is place for different types of adjustments when the time of taking shelter comes. So I'm saying all this, again, to not create this idea of only if you come to the temple, you are you are really pleasing Guru Maharaj. And if you are outside, well, you are Maya, basically. <laughs> but <laughs> you can do something also nice with life, and that's visiting us in the temple today. <laughs> of course, I'm not saying you're thinking like this, but I've seen so many times about this kind of this psychology. This hierarchy of superiority complex also, no? I live in the temple, and when they are about, we were speaking about that the other day with Ananda Mai, that she recently, maybe you read, she wrote some poetry article, article, it was an article, brief, brief, his last one, speaking about the transition between being an ashram devotee, how do you say in English, you, how, you use some expression, internal devotee, no? ashram devotee, okay. But you go out and you ideally continue being an ashram devotee. Just, just changing the, the ashram, maybe the color of the cloth, maybe the <laughs> whatever. But ashram should be there. I mean, the idea is, I mean, if you leave the ashram, is you leave the shelter. If you leave shelter, well, I'll pray for you. But I'll pray for you so do you go back to the shelter. <laughs> so she was explaining there that how... Well, we spoke today a little bit... But some of the things today we say were not recorded, so we will invoke them again. But when one joins an ashram, one may have some very hyper-romantic idea no, of how all the devotees may be floating in the air and Hare Krishna Mantra will be sounding from every atom of the walls and everything will be like super uh, comfortable, basically. <laughs> and maybe not facing in so much realistic way the real tests that we have to go through in, in whatever ashram you will be. It's like when, not, I mean, two people may get married entering the, an ashram. They're entering the first ashram, getting married. Great. And they will say, well, in Christian terms, they're saying like, how do you call it? Well, to the, 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 the priest will say, today I declare you husband and wife, something like this. And they are getting married that day. They're married. 
but actually with time they will really show how married they are uh, when tests come. The same, I accept sannyas. Yes, yeah, nice, I have the danda, just shave, oh, how nice the sannyas. But, I mean, let's wait for the test to come. No, there will, I will see how much of a sannyas I want to be. And with, like this with everything. No? So, so like, the same with ashram life. No? I mean, whatever ashram we may be, again, before moving to the concept of ashram, visiting here, retreat, or whatever. Um, yeah, we need we need to be proved. We spoke the other day. So, what was my point with Ananda Mai? She was saying, no, no. Before, before I mentioned her, I mentioned something and invoke her name. No, that was with, that was after mentioning mentioning her. Before I say Anandamai, <laughs> no problem. This will come. Uh, we were speaking about ah, this idea, this idea. Great, thank you. That sometimes it's I mean we develop this type of a wrong idea of you know, I have to be in the temple to be a better devotee to please my Mangur. That if you get to live in the temple and you get to stay there for a while. But eventually you realize, I need to enter into another ashram. And, well, in your case, you enter into another ashram, in the ashram. No? So, but that's exceptional case. Generally, the, the dynamics are up, as you, as we may see. I mean, hopefully it's not an exception in, in time, but my, my point is, for some it's like a total like traumatic thing. I mean, I had to go out of the ashram. No? Like, because they are, they are perceiving ashram like, I'm with Krishna, and from that door outside, I will be totally damned for who knows what will happen to me, and so, and that's not so so balanced, no? because I mean, part of life. No? So the idea came with Nanda Mai. She wrote that nice article. So it would be nice that some devotee write some book for those who are changing ashram, no? <laughs> how to go through the motions of of changing ashram, whatever it may be the case without it being uh, <laughs> a traumatic situation or something that may, I don't know, give discouragement or whatever. I'll finish here before this. So that's it. <coughs> That's not because if not, we may for the ones who are visiting, visiting the ashram or staying for some time. Uh, of course, it's nice that you visit the ashram, like in the case of Hari Priya, coming for considerable months. So it's nice that when you are having to leave the ashram, if you will, externally speaking, some you know, some pain of separation is there because if just you go out, okay, see you later, and you return to. Uh, it's a good symptom, no? but also that should be balanced. It shouldn't be like a neurosis that oh, I'm going back to the hell of material life. Because we should be able to. Actually, we generally create that problem. Sometimes, many times, people and devotees ask, so how to balance material life and spiritual life? <laughs> so the question is in itself wrongly conceived. No? I mean, you yourself are establishing two categories there in your life. 
we are speaking of material life, we are conceiving material life not inside the, the, the bigger circle, if you will, or the bigger picture of spiritual life. So we should be able to conceive everything in our life, material, quote-unquote, things included, as an expression of our spiritual life, as nurturing our sadhakadeha, both in physical terms, in psychic terms, how to pa- go to pass urine, Hopefully that's in the context of bhakti. <laughs> At least understanding, no? I mean, this is a bodily function, but I have to keep my body fit. I have to survive. So I have to pass urine to survive. One of the many features for that. Uh, that may be seen as an ordinary thing, but you can have some conception to make that ordinary moment extraordinary. Because if not so many ordinary moments are in the daily life. Of course, we won't be speaking daily about our passing during every single day as part of our bhakti process. But <laughs> we should have some proper conception about all these things that generally we consider like disconnected from the. Okay, maybe they are not Swarupsi the bhakti. <laughs> I'm not proposing that. <laughs> but we can connect them. We have these other options Swarupsi the bhakti, Sangasi the bhakti. So that on one side, hmm, the idea of as, ashram as a, as a more universal principle, not, not only like a localized uh, a structure. Hmm, uh, that's on one side. <coughs> and regarding more specifically your question, what's the difference between the life in, in a temple, if you will? Again, or how to be a temple? But <laughs> I mean, if I have to become strict, I would say there's no difference. <laughs> because, but what say what Shamsundar said today is very much the point, no? and, and I like his point. He said basically commun- that it, there is community. Like trying to say, apart from that, the rest of your life should be in line with what you are doing in the temple. I, I, I felt that was his point. I mean. Of course, now we'll elaborate about the advantages of community and being together with other people, but apart from that, your life shouldn't be so different from the ones inside the temple. And as also, I think, Gorsunda said, that it wouldn't be so different, not because outside the temple you should be a superhuman, extraordinary bhakta, but because the ones in the temple are also humans, and not so superhuman as you may be consuming from outside. So that's an important lesson to learn, and, uh, and to go through that lesson without losing faith in bhakti, because it has nothing to do one thing to the other. No? We just may only uh, misconstruing how a nation should be. And, and again, if you pay close attention, if you have a, an, an extra hyper elevated idea of what a nation should be, it's just your your comfort zone projecting into that direction. No? Your the false ego not wanting to be challenged in a pure and perfect environment. And that it will be so pure and harmonic, harmonious that your own things to change, your own faults won't come into light because everyone is so merciful, so compassionate, so transcendental that no problem, it will go there and <laughs> nobody will notice what's going on. They are so absorbed <laughs> and I may get blessed from their association and but actually, that's a form of hidden exploitation. So it's interesting that when you go to a community, you find this whole bunch of perfections that you say, oh, what's going on? 
also. But that gives hope because you will feel, oh, I'm not the only one that has this so-called embarrassing whatever idea, desire, mentality. Sometimes we have some things in our mind that we are we, we wouldn't be willing to confess that to anyone. Even <laughs> I won't do that public public now, just com- public confession, no problem. But but we know sometimes those things come, no ideas, stupid things coming in the mind, things that we know are stupid, but how somehow or other like we let them like do some soundtrack of five minutes there. <laughs> whatever part of the motions of the process again we should be balanced with all of that not go to the extreme of mortification and total asura and from here to tomorrow those ideas should disappear from my mind if not fact is not for me I've seen so many devotees unfortunately leaving the process because of this like super heavy self uh, how do you say exigencia no, no. Like over, where you like put pressure on yourself more than what you can, basically. So that can be. That's another side of the other coin. No? That I don't want anything, anyone to say nothing to me, no? or I'm the worst, or I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to. I have to and, and maybe and, and, and a lesson of humility will be to recognize no I cannot do that yet but I would like to transcend whatever an art of, of the day of the month <laughs> no? so all these motions are there in, in community in actual life and, and it's nice to learn them and that may be painful and that will take you out of your comfort zone the other day Guru Maharaj says Sadhu Sangha is not a comfort zone and that's not a nice quote in the class for doing copy-paste in Twitter only. But that's something to sweat and leave till the insight comes. Again, not like a mortification that you're about to go yourself crazy, but we need some pinching, you say? Because if not, tendency of conditions always like to avoid any challenging situation. But again, in a balanced way. And our sincerity will be put there. Our sincerity will be because Guru Maharaj himself said spiritual life is about change. Change. And most probably that things that we need to change are not precisely the ones that we think we have to change. Or maybe those and some other ones. So, so we, we should be willing to to know about the things that I have to change that I'm not aware of. In a healthy way, in a happy way, Oh, if some devotee comes and say, Maharaj, you know this finger, no? You, the, I'm Maharaj, but that, I have this, like, saffron, but it's not saffron, no, like, almost white piece of cloth. <laughs> Here, it doesn't mean that I'm perfect or nobody can say anything to me, so you can say me whatever you consider. Or you still do not know me too much in the community dynamics because I know also to be realistic I mean you get to know someone when you really start to be with the person day after day after day after day now we see ourselves two weeks three weeks <laughs> he's inspired so much but when you enter into daily dynamics for one week one month one year ten years twenty years one lifetime but that should be nice. I mean, that's, we are preparing ourselves for living in the eternal community of Golok and Nityanava because Guru Maharaj says, 
in Nityanava the Sri Guru is there with his ashram and his disciples are serving there so in one sense we are projecting ourselves for eternity so better you have nice relationship between yourself <laughs> you won't be able to, to construct a separate ashram and Nityanava and find another guru so you don't have to be with some other god brother that is no I'm just joking you cannot enter there <laughs> so yeah it's all about community in one point we are individuals and community includes the two things includes a number of people with a common unity community with a common goal and that goal is such that it allows us to go above our selfish interests that's the whole, the whole idea of community life as the texts I shared today to Hari Priya also was speaking about retreats but has to do with the same idea to visit a community and ashram for sometimes take some sort of retreat but a proper retreat spiritual retreat means this I get with like minded people and we know most probably all of us on some level or another has some degree of separate interest let's be real I mean it's not an insult <laughs> but also we are here because we want that a common interest may become more prominent than our separate interest and for that common interest to be strong enough for us to transcend our separate interest all of its members should be feeding that center so as a very nice one today Gorson there was explaining this idea no? that all this feeding to the center that the rest of the community is doing it's one is deriving so much blessings from that oneself because of the rest of the group the one who is cooking the one who is with the deity the one who is cleaning the one who is praying the one who is practicing you are you are there like absorbing that somehow or other and of course you should be doing something also <laughs> not just like oh thank you for your morning today today puja and very nice decoration such nice breakfast today oh <laughs> Yeah, it's nice to appreciate that, but if you really are appreciating something, you will be willing to contribute. Because you will realize, oh, all of them are really absorbing one center and to just appreciate their contribution, but not be contributing to the center as well. Exploitation. So community life is very interesting because of that. As much as the, its members are... are, are disposed to serve that center as much as they can of course and in this way gradually one experiences this transcending of separate interest that's a very mystical thing that's our communal mysticism no? we are not just here looking for likes and colors and butterflies and there are many nice butterflies here <laughs> but this is what happens no? when, when, when a group is really trying to give precedence to the common interest and the common interest is deep enough because you can have a common interest whatever relative goal and that won't be enough for you to stop being selfish we see this in so many so-called noble causes in the world many people join together for I don't know some noble causes Satwick one maybe let's say the penguins in the Arctic no problem Let's say, let's say the bees around the world is an important thing. Let's say the Amazon. <laughs> there are many. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that for every species there is a cause of people like just 
let's save them. And it's okay. But I don't consider that the cause is like uh, comprehensive or substantial enough for you to really transcend totally your... Of course, it, it puts you in contact with some level of selflessness, of, of service without attach to the result, and that gives some taste, of course, to the people. But when you enter in touch with the community, like Bhakti Yoga community, you are invited to get together for serving the the higher, the, the ultimate center, so that the result of that will will create a very much more powerful result, eventually developing your own eternal identity in the context of community life, <laughs> basically. Because as Guru Maharaj also said, no? we are here training ourselves for living in the eternal perfect community Guru Vrindavan. So this commun- communal life here in Kali Yuga, worshiping the Lord, is an extension of world lila. No? Sadaka, Deha, no? trying to live as practitioners, it's an extension of world lila. As much as we perfect that, it will take into this niche and So we should understand that, not like just amputate what we are doing now from what we were do we will be doing in the perfect life. I mean, it will be such a gradual development that eventually you find yourself there in the midst of you where you are doing here, basically something like that. Because in one sense, what we are doing daily is what we are projecting to be doing daily for eternity. Of course, with the exception of that will be in Prem Bhakti. <laughs> but we will be cooking, cleaning, chanting, glorifying. Some details may be there extra, but the whole is, I mean, we are just trying to enter on, already entering into that dynamics. So it's a very serious affair. And again, we are projecting to live in that eternity with people, like-minded people that we will speak. We might be so different, so many things, so many different, such different, like even, yeah, DNA, background, psychic, cultural background, that they were thinking now some of the devotees have left now. But all of the ones who were here, basically all of us are from one different country. No one from the same country. Uh, Mother Mohan was from Wales, Mohini was from Britain, Mohammed to the States, Poland, Finland, Canada, it, Japan, Italy, Japan, Japan, Italy, Samasunda, <laughs> Sweden, and Mahamantra was American, so more or less Mexican. <laughs> and Argentina. I didn't want to say that. So my point is, it's interesting, no? because a whole bunch of 11 people, not even one, but basically from the single country, but all of them like trying to go around circumambulating, if you will, a common goal, a common idea. So you see how all this relative essence, nationalism and ism, egotism, basically, are transcended by a common goal. So, so that's a powerful thing regarding uh, living in a nation. Well, you may be in, in one's own house alone, quote-unquote, <laughs> Ideally, one should daily be invoking this ashram experience. One should get as much as possible in touch with local Vaishnavas, get in touch physically, get in touch through Shastra, sometimes what Prakti Pragyankis Maharaj would call Shastriya Sadhu Sangha. If you don't have Sadhu Sangha available in your town, if you will, <laughs> well, try to obtain Sadhu Sangha from the scripture, but 
some qualification is required from that. It's not only like you open the book and you feel yourself like in the same way like when you are higher devotees may do that, but generally we need the devotee there. And again, we need the devotee there for, for many reasons. For being able to open our heart, for being able to have these loving exchanges that Srila Rupa Goswami mentioned. As I was saying the other day, I was in Poland with him at that moment when he was wanting, he was willing to to give the the Mridanga as a gift. And the devotee was like, wow. It was very nice Mridanga. He wanted to give that one. Eventually he said, let's buy one because they said, oh, he's so attached to that. <laughs> and I, I was thinking, oh yeah, if I should be attached, I, I would be attached to that Mridanga also because it's, I never played such nice Mridanga in my whole life, okay. basically. And Guru Maharaj said to the, devotee, to the wife of the devotee, you tell your husband that he gives his Mridanga like a gift to the temple. <laughs> His wife started like that. <laughs> Actually, that was his husband's sweating, but he was she was thinking about how he will react, and she was sweating for his husband. <laughs> so I saw that, say, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we will collect some money and buy some other similar one for the devotees. He stayed with that. So his face came back. Huh? Yeah. Faith in Bhakti process. <laughs> So, uh, and what they were like, surprised, who were going you're giving us a gift that's so generous from you. And he said, well, that should be normal. I mean, gi- giving gifts between Vaishnava, that's the normal procedure, standard. Dadati Pratiglinati, said Rupalusana. Give gifts, receive gifts. It's like normal. As we were reading the other, these days, Gopal Shampoo and Dotsa, no? Nanda Maharaj, like, giving, charity, giving, and not only because Krishna was born, so many other chapters he's giving, like, millions of cows, so, okay, we cannot imitate that, we can give one Mridanga at least, <laughs> or something, no, sometimes not even a Mridanga, again, as Guru also said in one class in Poland, he wanted to send one gift to Sri Lakishna Shetra Maharaj, that we visit his place, and the gift was a peacock feather, no, from Gopati, not any people peacock for, the Jagannath deities he had there, and those, I won't go into detail the whole class. But again, it's it's a peak of feather. We must say it's not too expensive, but it's you know, it's a symbolic value and conceptual and background. It's there, so <coughs> so it's nice. You know, it's nice this dynamics of giving gifts, and of course gifts can be external, if you will, but also mainly we are the gift. Ideally, we have to qualify ourselves as, as, as a gift for the Vaishnavas. If I'm living with, I don't know, three, four, five, one, ten Vaishnavas, whatever be the case, I, it's a nice meditation daily. How I can become a better gift, a better daily gift <laughs> to give myself to. Because if we always say, I have to give myself to. That should be in the context of gift, because to give myself in a in a sweet way, not to give myself in a bitter way. Because we can give ourselves to a <laughs> violent way, harsh way. I'm giving yourself to you. <laughs> we prepare for that. No, but no, I have to daily purify, qualify myself so I can become a better gift, a better offering for the pleasure of the Vaishnavas. And seeing that they are doing their sacrifice to do themselves, that things, that's a daily 
That's how we show the affection between ourselves. Also sharing, our community life has this very powerful thing of sharing our, let's say our, our inner world, uh, communicating between ourselves. That's such a basic thing, but so missed. Today we were speaking about that with Morley. How nowadays, in, in, in with the dynamics of of, of yeah, postmodern times and like digital era, we are losing like the the world, but that affects everyone. We are losing more and more like this capacity to properly establish the main relationships that conform constitute life. Now let's give the example. We were speaking about the races. We have the five primary races and seven secondary races. And we were speaking about how to the nowadays people no, uh, relate the main the main rasa in this world. No? Forget about Krishna for a while. I mean, understand the point, please. <laughs> so, the rasas, generally we are not so able to establish much more Sakya, Batsalya or Madhurya in the sense our friends nowadays is just one, one more number in Facebook. I have 5,000 now. No, but what does it mean to have a friend? Nowadays it's just, oh, I have 10 new friends today. How can you have 10 friends in one day? I mean, you need a life to have one proper friend. How can you have 10 new friends in one day? It's not real friendship. So the sense of, of Sakya, if you will, of friendship is becoming really diluted, distorted, and that affects the relationships. And everything becomes more relative, relative, superficial. The same between being parent, son, mother, between lovers, if you will. We, we see it's much more difficult as, as the age advances. But the most prominent mode in the relationship are the secondary races. You know, we have divatsa, disgust. We have bhaya, fear. We have hasya, joking. But generally not joking in a healthy way, but just laughing at others. No? So sometimes when we want even to relax, we enter into those moods. No? I will turn on the TV and just I will receive I don't know, anxiety, look in the news. No? I will experience hasya, laughing at others, misery or whatever. This is really the dysfunctional emotional uh, setups, but they become more prominent to what there will be the primary, what they should be the primary type of relationship friendship, maternal, paternal love, like this, they are being replaced by the secondary thing that should be only assistant to the other. It just came in the opposite. My friend becomes assistant to my hasya. Come here that I want to bully you a while. So, so Sakya becomes a, a sanctuary bab only, a busy thing. <laughs> Emotional, I love to do. I'm just being a little bit extreme, but I just want to depict how this things get distorted. So, the point is that in community life we have a very nice chance to really go back to the roots of proper, even human exchange, what to speak of transcendental uh, relationships. You know? so how to be properly human, how to be properly uh, consider, considerate, considerate, yes. compassionate and uh, how to, as we said the other day also, because Ashram's life can also promote this idea of each one in one's own cabin, if you will, <laughs> and absorbing their budget and, 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 and becoming much more selfish that w- than they were before, before joining the Ashram. And joining the Ashram is community life, community life because it's, oh, I become aware that I mean, 
I'm not alone and I'm not the center of the world. There are some other people and those people have some necessities on so many levels, as I have. Oh, we are not so different. So we start to empathize. We are different, but at the same time we are not so different. So I'm sharing no? those differences in the context of those things in common. That should be a daily healthy exercise. And communicate between ourselves as much as... Of course, as I said the other day, we cannot expect becoming with every single devotee to the ashram the best friend in the history of Kodiya Vaishnavism. <laughs> there will be much more connection with one with other, but we should try our best to to go deep into each other's heart. That's the second part of this verse. That means open your heart to others and let others open your heart to you and, and know what to do when the heart is open. <laughs> because it's, it's like when someone is being like in surgery, heart open, very delicate moment. I mean, you have to know what to do there because you can kill the person. So if I open my heart to you and you do not the proper thing, well, it will be difficult for me to open my heart again to you because some big scar, scar, scar will remain there. Like oh, some scar. Good. So uh, we come maybe from material world who knows sometimes with traumatic experiences from childhood and uh, I don't want to enter into Freudian conception but some things may be there from infant's time so we have to also open to a new way of doing things and and yeah, open, speak, no? speak between ourselves as community. I, I, for 20 years I have been, now I'm sannyasi, I'm traveling a little bit but for maybe my first like 10 or even 12 years or almost 15 years so even as sannyasi I've been what they call temple president <laughs> so that's what's the word unbelievable <laughs> that's, I mean not not for the time that I was there but the, the, the service in itself it's very nice but it's very intense because you have to I mean it's really really it qualifies yourself a lot but also it makes I mean you have to be really it's it's I mean or you go to hell by doing that or you go <laughs> or you really obtain some proper insight by mercy of Krishna because you have to be humble you have to consider the other one you have to forget about yourself and you have to do all this in the healthy level also, not to end in the mud house. And you, rea- what I have realized also, because always there are problems, there are these like misunderstandings, and he said that, he said that, and rem- for during my first year there was no cell phone, no internet, so different dynamics. It sounds like Neanderthal times, <laughs> but it's just less than two decades ago. <laughs> but even what to speak now with social media and all this stuff, but and mainly the I would say 95% of the problems between devotees in relation are due to lack of com- proper communication they are feeling something with some other or, or with themselves and they are not speaking on time basically so they let that thing like ferment, ferment you say? ferment 
like what kombucha is doing. Yes. Okay. So you, you let your mind be like kombucha, but it won't be healthy, <laughs> so healthy as drinking kombucha after what, what comes from thereafter. Fermenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New, new entities, new planetary system is there. So, and it's delicate, no? it's, it seems, sounds simple, but we start to pay a close attention and in the dynamics of daily community, communal life, sometimes we are not speaking things on the proper time. No? I mean, the proper way, of course, also. We have to be delicate, no? have to say something, something to someone, when, how. Of course, we cannot calculate everything like that. The perfect constellation. I will look at the astrologer chart. I think in three weeks I will speak this, and you have to speak now. But it's important to. I mean, at least for me, I know that different countries are different psychologists also. And I know that in Argentina, people is like much like. If I have to say you something, I will say you. I mean, I, I do not consider like like. <laughs> and I, inside me is like I have oh I think this, I, I, it won't be possible so I, I don't want to impose my DNA on you no? but I think that's it it's beyond being Argentinian or whatever it's just some healthy exercise of course saying that in the proper way gentle way considered way but it's a very nice exercise because you are inviting the other person also to to hear you are expressing yourself, you feel like I have the chance of being heard. So, I mean, if community life do not offer me that chance, what, what I'm doing here? If I want to say something, shh, uh, I, came, I came here to be more free than I was before. <laughs> so I would like to express myself, but also I learned there is a way to express myself in a gentle way, considered way. Uh, but truth should be there. And of course, no? there are these moments where someone is saying to me something, I don't like to hear that. <laughs> Why? Because it's true, basically. <laughs> and it's embarrassing, no? But we, one may say, yeah, sometimes I like more when they say to me things that are not so true than when they really say me the true thing. And maybe Gurmat may say that in a class, oh, I like, but it's generic, no? But if he's saying that to me, I personally... Oh, that's another test. <laughs> we should be ready for that test because also we should give the liberty to the freedom to say to us whatever he considers. No? Even we, we, we should be willing to not even wait for him to come and say, uh, you know what, I consider you should change this. But we should approach him. There is something I should change. Do you see? Do you consider? I mean, not like paranoid, again, but open to showing this willingness I would like to change and I know I'm not fully aware of what I should be changing so you Guru Maharaj or you Haiger Vaishnav whoever is there <laughs> please I know you are seeing in me things that I'm not seeing in myself so please share that with me as a, as a, as a form of affection ego is the one who will feel oh you are attacking me but if you are really humble humble means sober <laughs> you realize no he wants to help me He's saying this, there's some this, this. But again, there's a whole way, whole art to, for example, quit, make some constructive criticism. If I, I don't know, if I feel <coughs> someone has this thing, okay, I will try to say that in a gentle way. But first saying anything, I will think, maybe it's my projection of my own thing in the other that can happen. 
But it can happen that both of us has that. It also can happen. <laughs> because some people is with this philosophy, no, whatever you see in others is in your world. It can be, but not necessarily. Because if not, well, I won't say anything to anyone and just look at myself and trust that everyone is looking at themselves properly. Yeah. And not, not always possible. Of course, I have, first of all, as Prabhupada said, be strict with yourself, compassionate with others. First, strict with yourself. And as much as you are strict with yourself, you can be compassionate to others. Strict in the sense of discipline, honest, sincere. And after just doing your job properly, just only then allow yourself to look beyond like your own. If not, like enter your budget culture and go inside. And as we said the other day, that's difficult. No? It's easier to try to go out and save the world than to try to save myself. <laughs> because for saving myself, I have to enter and realize, oh, 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 no, I don't like, oh, I don't like that. Better I will try to. You have this, I will save you. You have to change this. I'm preaching and develop. So, so first, before saying something to other one should be willing to to analyze very deeply. Maybe I have that same thing. So first I will try to at least work on me as much as I can on that. And only after that I can try to speak to the other with some insight of my own practice, help trying to inspire the other person to work on that also. And, uh, <clears throat> and also again, I should be saying that with the intention of helping the person. No? That should be a very deep concerning us. I am about to point something to the other person. Or maybe we are just pointing that in our mind. Sometimes we are not so brave enough to go out to our mouth. And again, I'm not saying if you are just pointing mistake to your mouth, you are very brave. That doesn't mean that. But my point is one should be seeing defects in everyone in one's mind and that's not good. So at least try to or make that disappear or take that out but in a proper way. A proper way means try to like to confirm that what you are seeing in the other is okay, I'm seeing Hari Priya should change this, whatever. But when I'm trying to say you that to you I, I should really be sure I'm doing that with my, the intention of helping her with a compassionate heart. If not, what's the meaning of that? It's some violence riots, right? Is it? And many times when we analyze ourselves, you realize, no, there's not so much compassion in my critic of the other. It's just um, revenge, ego, attacking, uh, envy. You know, he has what I don't have, but he doesn't have that. <laughs> and all these well, embarrassing conditions that we should recognize in ourselves, but we should not over-identify with them. Now, I may say I am full of envy. It doesn't mean I am made of envy. I have no envy in my constitutional position, but embarrassingly, I'm there. I have that. It's there, like enveloping the thing. So, but I'm not that. So, some proper <laughs> detachment from the idea. And even when you are okay, I, I'm saying something to the other. It's not my thing. It's what the other has. But I will go with the compassionate heart. That's not enough. <laughs> because if when you are pointing something to the other, there is also a big commitment there. I mean, if I open my mouth and say, 
I think you should change this with my best intention but I'm saying that so you you throw sound to the ether so that creates ethereal commitment it's just it's like this sound is there it's creating some reaction some consequence so my point is if I tell you you sh- I think as a co- constructive criticism it would be good for you to change this immediately what I'm saying is and I'm willing to help you to change that because if I say to you oh you should change this good luck and I leave <laughs> I mean that doesn't make sense no? so we have to understand the implications of, of this type of pointing presenting sound and it should be healthy it's, it's a whole art and one may say oh no that's so difficult Marat. better I do not see mistakes in everyone and I just think that we are all Uten Bhaktas or whatever I don't know or but at one point it's necessary to see what needs to be changed no? and maybe we cannot wait just Guru Maharaj to come once, twice a year to point all the things to because maybe in the daily dynamics he may not be aware of that that can happen also it's not that no, Guru Maharaj has to know every detail if not, he's not Guru Maharaj <laughs> some things of the daily dynamics most of you may be more aware of that than Guru Maharaj or myself no? so those are things that that also should be <coughs> shared in, in, in affection and confidence. That's a very nice exercise. Maybe difficult, but if both parties are honest, the end result of that difficult moment will be like, oof, strength, strengthen, strengthen your relationship. And I, I, I personally, I speak with some, with my experience of going through some really tough moments with about well, 20 years with the devotees in community life you imagine the tough moments <laughs> relationships and people and but, but I'm grateful for those tough moments because when, when, when both parties were really willing to I mean if you love someone the tough moment will come but above that tough moment is I love that person so tough moment is there we may have some difference and we may like no sound like <laughs> but above that is I still love that person I still appreciate that person I still know that that person want, is sincere and I know yes he has this and it's disturbing me but it's disturbing me most probably because I have something also that he may be disturbed she may be disturbed so I know with my intelligence I know this is only a circumstantial chaotic chapter but it's not the all in all. So I have to be intelligent. I have not to be over emotional and just say things that could really ruin the whole thing. So all the things have, and, and, and for all that, you have to apply the philosophy. I mean, we read about Krishna, Bhagavad Gita, wrath, anger, and lust, and desire, and controlling the, the, the urges. Community life will put you in test for all that. <laughs> no, so I, I, that's nice. That's nice. We, if we are sincere, we'll be bl- we feel blessed. I have the chance of of being tested. In a sustainable way, Krishna is not sending tests that we cannot surpass. He knows what till which point to test us. So we should allow those. And as we were saying today, we are not choosing our um, partners in community life. So that's interesting. <laughs> because you, you you really get to know the person and get to know the person means to know the, the, the person's ideal and, and, and that's what the person is all about even though you may not 
know too much of the relative details or or may not even have a very similar psychology because in this world you have to you t- we tend to get together t- with friends and, and I have seen this also many devotees live in the temple experiencing some difficulty because everyone has a very different nature <laughs> Krishna is the center hopefully but very different nature so these differences in nature for some creates like they are not able enough to connect with this common goal so the differences in nature become a little overwhelmed so they run to their previous friends of the past that were all of the same nature oh, oh now I feel at home part of but that's a similar nature in a very relative sense ah now with my friends all of us like punk rock so I feel at home now with them or all like to take the same drug on the same day of the week so we are very similar but that's a very circumstantial ephemeral coincidental nature no? but when you really appreciate you know the devotees I have I may be totally different in these so called relative things and that's the real challenge to my faith to establish how the ultimate common goal and nature that is waiting for all of us in the same point is able to harmonize all the other weird differences in our psycho-national nature as we have <laughs> cultural background so that's very nice so that, those are some of the advantages <laughs> of community life but again I'm not saying that those things you will be tested even if you are living alone and some place to, to deal with other people we are living in community somehow or other always community of humanity planet earth family blood family community is there the test is there but of course how the test comes in the context of Gaudiya communities is interesting because there's a perspective to go along with the testing so you are being tested but you have a whole perspective to go through the, the situation in an enlightened way so we should help ourselves in that way and we should also yeah, be realistic as we always say understanding the ups and downs of, of maybe some members of the community and understanding today some devotee may be up Someday, not so much, and we should be willing to to support that person, to know what that's going on. And, and today I'm up, but maybe tomorrow I will be down. So, <laughs> so take turns, no, in, in complementing ourselves till gradually the whole, all the individuals get enlightened as a group, but also as indiv- individuals. But this communal effort, sacrifice. And that's nice. Now, when you are really able to do that, and you look back after I don't know one year or some months, even what to do if you have the chance of doing that of ten years, fifteen years. Some of you have this experience here. You are living, been together for many years, and I'm sure you look. I'm not. I don't know the details of. of, of you know, but I know those details are always everywhere no, no, no necessity to be on a particular spiritual mission or country <laughs> and when you look back and you realize oh we have gone through all this through all these many things but we are here still together no? with this ideal in mind so oh it was so nice I mean I wouldn't uh, choose if I can choose now I wouldn't change anything of those details that will be the point feel really blessed and fortunate for each and every one of those chapters that were shaking me for moments 
But now, maybe in the moment that it was overwhelming, but after some time I look back and understand, oh, that was the perfect thing I needed in that specific moment of my life. <laughs> and the moment it comes like a lightning bolt, like, but we should have this faith, this conviction, this is happening for some reason, so... So that's very... <clears throat> very nice. So even if you are living outside temple, if you will, Again, how should be a temple? One should live a sacred life. And one should be connected with the rest of the community. Unless you have an extra, hyper, ultra, arty, bhajananandi nature, and you will be bouncing as Babaji and Gorkish. That you are already inside the lila and inside the community, the larger community in Goloka <laughs> Externally, they were alone, but I mean... It's not that Gorkishore does Babaji enters the Nitya Lila and he's just alone all day, not speaking with anyone. <laughs> you read the descriptions of the Lila, there's no one isolated there. All of them are like in groups, and different groups, one group from here, one group from there, and millions of groups. And, and, and by the group service, they experience a higher type of taste. That's the most interesting thing. So, it's a communal effort, as Gurmas was saying the other day. Okay, you are maybe inclined to Priyanarma Sakya, you may be inclined to Madhurya Rasa, whatever, but you have to understand each and every member of the whole Lila, it's a unique fiesta? Uh, peace. Yeah. Sometimes easier than one you think. It represents unique peace that are impossible to replace, I and mean, all of them are playing a, a very unique role. And all of them are contributing to the uh, group cause, if you will. Or the whole Vrindavan, if you will, the whole meeting now with all its members, all its pieces and parts and parcels are just uh, making their part and without any of them, it's not the same. So, <laughs> so we should gradually try to conceive that the same way here. Whatever is offering each of the members, it's unique feature. And one should be humble enough to feel ourselves very much in need of receiving that contribution for everyone. Because, I mean, in my case, at least if I'm sincere, I realize for myself I cannot contribute to myself enough. I, I cannot be myself the full contribution of Krishna consciousness. I need, the, <laughs> with your permission, the quote of each one of, of you, and of course, trying to give something back. So that's how it, it works. <coughs> so it's a very powerful experience, community life. Because the group experience helps to transcend it. I mean, to transcend the individual in the selfish sense, but positing the individuality of oneself in the proper context, that means common interest. Some words regarding ashram and regarding community and regarding shelter. <laughs> but again, no, whatever is the situation of each one, all of us should be sheltered and everyone should be, as Silasya Maharaj will say, everyone should be happily accommodated in the family of Krishna. So, one has to, 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 to find for the proper place for one to be happy and that may be favorable to oneself. One has to think for oneself in that regard. And from there, trying to be sheltered, 
in the community somehow or other. We are part of the community, we are part of a family. We are not, when we say mission or institution, actually the idea is family, <laughs> community. That, that makes a whole difference. I mean, we, we have to do our individual part, but the community makes a big part of, of the whole equation as well. So we should be very, as we say today, as Merton saying, you sustain your vows due to the prayers of your God brothers and God sisters. I like that. <laughs> and that's a nice way. We are praying for our partners in the ashram. That's a very nice. One of the best thing, best gifts you can do to other person, I will pray for that person. Not just to say, I will, was praying for you the whole day, so <laughs> you should pray for me also. <laughs> but that's a natural thing. I mean, not like a, some business there, a private thing. I won't be like sharing that in Facebook, but I will pray. Naturally, I want the best for them. Oh, some ideas, I don't want to go longer. I don't know if it's clear, some addition, question, commentary, complaint. Yeah. I have a question. Recently I saw um, one devotee from Poland, he posted uh, some quotation um, from Narasinga Maharaj, uh, like based on Shastra how devotees shouldn't really pray for others. Mm -hmm. There is no room for such prayer in Kodi Abhishma. I like to read the, the, the quote and the context of the quote and like this, but I mean, if we pay close attention to the to the, the, to the dynamics of the lila, we see it's not like that. No? I mean, for example, when I don't know, when Pratapurusha Maharaj wanted to meet Mahaprabhu, and Mahaprabhu was not like part of the dynamics of the lila, but not opening himself to that. He's a king, I'm a sannyasi, and we see how the whole of the community was just like maybe they were not doing chain prayer for the king, <laughs> but in Sahara they were praying. Oh yeah, they were moving, living, thinking how to get that, this famous pastime with Mahaprabhu, ostracizes Mukunda also, I don't want to see you anymore. The devotees are like, just like going every day to visit him, sending messages to Mahaprabhu and trying like to convince Mahaprabhu. So that's a form of praying for, for the person. No? So, again, the context should be there, but I mean, it's, a, it's a natural outcome. Maybe a type of prayer he was referring to, who knows, no? Uh, or maybe, I don't know, the concept, because sometimes this is there also, I have the devotee saying, oh, please, pray for me, please pray for me, please pray for me. And maybe that may be an excuse, like, pray for me because I won't pray. <laughs> so you pray for me. No, you pray for you. <laughs> no? <laughs> you do your part. No, no, no. And I may pray for you also, but you pray for you also. <laughs> So maybe in this context, no? don't be asking, pray for me, pray for me. You shouldn't pray for others. But I mean, there was some explanation why this should be do, done. Uh, it was like the devotees should not have anything else in mind, kind of like only pray 
Krishna to please him, kind of. Not to ask about anything. May I defer with it? <laughs> Maybe some country. I remain with the idea of some country. Because we say pray to Krishna, but Krishna is never alone, no? So we, we try to extend the retinue. Okay, Parishats, Nitya, Siddha, whatever, but continue extending. Sadhana, Siddha, continue extending. Parampara, Sadaka, I mean, local community. So, yourself. Sometimes what we want is Context that that pray for your god brothers and god sisters in the community. I'm not saying with this, let the other ones be drawn in the tsunami, you know. But but it's different context. I mean, different energies there, karma, mercy, different agencies there. Not to become like indifferent to the other things, but to understand there are different things there. No? So because of that, I was asking of, of the context. But in the case of what we are speaking, community life is. For me, it's a healthy, healthy exercise to pray in the proper way, of course, for the other. No? Sometimes when we're praying, I hope this devotee get out of the ashram, hope as soon as possible. <laughs> You're praying for the other, but <laughs> which is <laughs> Romantic, romantic. <laughs> I pray this Mataji may look at me more often. I'm so lonely as a Brahmachari. <laughs> we are praying for a good sister at particular context there. And Krishna may please that, who knows? <laughs> I'm joking a little bit. But, but praying, is, there is a place for proper praying, prayer between good brothers and good sisters. But of course, it's not only praying, because I may say I pray so much for all of you. But also, you have to demonstrate the result of your praying in, in the practical daily situation no? because I may be so harsh to you and say but I pray for you Hari Priya a lot but when I, we speak like so I mean which, which prayer is that Krishna let me be more harsh even more so, so we should like yeah <laughs> we should be like as you say walk the talk no? so trying to to demonstrate and, and that's nice when, when I said devotee you see that your god-brother, god-sister is really struggling to transcend something that is not easy to transcend for her and really making sincere effort of not letting that go out and spoil, contaminate the other person, if you will. So you appreciate that and you you become more willing to help the person. and You develop faith in in working on what you have to do. this way we are giving each other support. No? Like Silasya Maharaj gave, and with this I finish this nice example of what Sadhu Sangha. These, are, these were the, the contemporary examples of Silasya Maharaj. No? Someone said, Guru Maharaj, what Sadhu Sangha? And he said, Do you know about the Napoleonic chair? Napoleonic. Na- Napoleonic chair? And they were like, What? <laughs> 
especially the ones from India, no? Bengal is their city that grew up because the Napoleonic chair. <laughs> Uh, in defining Sadhu Sangha, no? the word in which is the sloka, Napoleonic chair. <laughs> and he said, well, Napoleonic chair means once Nap- Napoleon was with his army, I don't know, in some cold place in Europe, and they had to pass the whole night in one like freezing pl- pl- place with snow like this, and they have no place to stay under a roof or whatever, so they had to sleep no? outside. So, but there was snowing, so they realized if we fall asleep, actually we don't, we shouldn't fall asleep. We should remain awake all night. But who knows if that will happen? So, if, and if we fall asleep into the snow with this weather, we will die for sure. So Nap- Napoleon came with his idea of Napoleonic chair. So he made one devotee put himself like a chair. <laughs> there were his devotees, no doubt. <laughs> One soldier, sorry, devotee is a soldier. <laughs> Divya Saraswati speaking through me. Do not doubt about that. <laughs> so he made one soldier to put himself like a chair, basically. Of course, you cannot sustain yourself alone being putting like a chair. You just go. So he said to a second one to put himself like a chair to sustain the first one. Another one there. Another one there in a circle. So everyone was being seat on another and was uh, acting as a seat to another. You follow? So they, in that way they, they were able to survive this cold night. So he said in the same way, he said Sadhu Sangha is like this. I mean, we have to give support to others, but we need support from others. And sometimes the one who is giving us support will need support in some cases or, or, or vice versa. But between all ourselves are in a circle, like circle of friends. <laughs> we are sustaining each other, and we are able in that way to survive to the cold night of Kali Yuluk, if you will, <laughs> and live an, an, an affectionate, heat, warm life, and, and acting in this way, no? and understanding each one is a fundamental piece there. If one goes out of the circle, the whole circle of chair goes down. So, yeah. So, whatever one is doing is affecting the others. And in community, if I'm doing wrong, it's not my own wrong. It creates some, no, affecting the others because we are a circle, if you will. So, very nice, committed relationship the ones that community life is offering to us. And that's why many people escape from that <laughs> because they do not want something like that but we understand we need that even though we may officially live in the temple or not we can always live in the temple in some or other and remain connected with this sense of, of community and ashram ashraya <coughs> okay I think we can stop here continue this